You'll never come back again. It's got a death curse. What's your favorite scary movie? We all go a little mad sometimes. Get away from her, you bitch! Hi, I'm Chucky, and I'm your friend to the end. This is my boomstick! Swallow this. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Air in the Head show. I'm glad to see everybody uh, joining us once again. This means the world. Of course, uh, Lance here and my host, the Arrow himself, Mr. John Fallon. John, same question as always. How are you? I'm dandy. I'm just dandy. I just finished editing my next feature. I'm very happy about it. My brain is mush. So we'll see how that works for the show. But I know I'm, I'm I'm a happy camper, pun intended, right now. How you doing? Doing well, man. Yeah, just living life. Yeah. Rainy season, just uh, hanging out, you know. But hold on, I, you you jumped ahead. I was going to ask you now that you're done editing, what's the next uh, step in, in the evolution of movie? Because I've never made one, so I'm kind of learning from you. Oh, uh, right now I'm sending the movie to uh, the main investor. So maybe he'll have notes. Maybe he won't. We'll see. I'm sending it to a bunch of people that I trust their opinions to get their feedback because I'm I'm too close to it. I can't see shit anymore. And then when I get all that, my editor and I, Michael Nourier, get back in the edit, do a little tweaks for the investor, a little tweaks for in terms of the notes that I get. And then that's it. And then jump into, uh, well, it's going to be in parallel, you know, color correction, sound design, and uh, working with my composer to create the music. And that's it. You know, some people like to collect cards. Other people like to, you know, ride a bike or what. I, I like to be involved in filmmaking. You know, so it's uh, it's it's a job, but it's more like a passion and it's something I enjoy doing. So when you enjoy doing it, it's not really a job. You know, it's just something you love doing. So, uh, you know, twice, twice a month, you meet, get together, have a couple of drinks and bullshit over uh, a couple of things. Maybe one day, years past, it'll be on one of your movies, you know? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Just don't bust my balls too much, you know? Nah, that's not my style. I'm from the Midwest. I'm uh, naturally polite. <laughs> You're an asshole. But anyways, they don't know that. You guys don't know that. I know this guy. He's a dick. That's another story. Oh, no. Kind of, kind of as can be. Like a, <laughs> that, of, that of an old man helping an old lady cross the road, you know? Yeah, when the bus is coming. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, actually, I'll, I'll segue into our usual repartee. What's on the menu today? What are you drinking? All right. So last week you said something that kind of stuck with me because I'm, uh, you know, it's summer. I need to get in a little bit of shape. So I went with the, I call it the John Fallon special as of last week, vodka, ice, and a little bit of lemon. Um, <laughs> That's hilarious. And also I should say, just because it's not a big glass, I uh, I racked my um, blueberry mead today. I'm second rack. So I got a little bit of the the first rack here. I'm going to try nice. out see how it tastes. Nice. I'll be making uh, my own mead very soon, by the way. For me, I actually got sick of vodka. You know, uh, it's like there's so many ways you could drink vodka. Vodka water, boring. Vodka water with lime or lemon, boring. I tried vodka. Cranberry was keeping me going for a bit. Boring. So I went wine. Oh, classy. Cabernet Sauvignon. Uh, hardly any uh, carbs and only 24 calories. Oh, what, what year? How the f*** should I know, man? They're drinking wine. What so do I care? Year, but... <laughs> what do I care, man? It tastes good. That's all I care about. To you, my friend. And everybody else. Cheers. To all you guys and gals, thank you so much for once again joining us, supporting us, busting our balls when we deserve it. I truly appreciate it. We truly appreciate it, right? Yeah. And if you're drinking, you know, drink with us. Hello, my friend!
God, I miss whiskey. Bourbon on the rocks. That'll do it. We're talking about the OG, something, um, it was kind of interesting to revisit, the OG Friday the 13th. 1980, baby. Sean Cunningham. Yeah. What's his name, the guy, the writer that's uh, been holding Vic- up the franchise? Victor Miller, right? Victor Miller, Victor Miller. Yeah, yeah which they, they settled. I don't know if you know the, how that lawsuit came out, but it's it's just as convoluted, so we're still just as screwed as we were before. I mean, it's settled, but now the, the way they got to get together is so dumb that we're not going to get a movie again. I mean, that's like yeah, that. yeah, it was a weird thing. Like, they can make another Friday 13 movie, but I think they can't use a Friday 13 name or was it they can't use Jason Voorhees name or was it I don't know there was like uh they can't use the Friday the 13th name but also I believe it so it's something about the name of the Friday the 13th the Jason character and U.S. distribution and and then worldwide distribution and all those are cut up so it's like every you know it's like you have a map with a corner and that guy's in the corner and you gotta get together and put it together so it's like well they hate each other and they've been suing each other for the last like what five years well, so the now, last one was in 2009. Yeah. Oh, oh my. Yeah. That's even yeah. longer. Yeah. That's depressing. Ah, man. <laughs> I know. I miss Jason, man. But OG for the third day, John. So we're going to bounce back and forth because we don't talk about obviously our thoughts before we do the episodes. Mm-hmm. We just pick a movie, we, we take our notes. It's like going to school. So I'd like you to start actually because um, you probably have a little more uh, history with this than I do. Really? Why would I? Because uh, you're your movie review guy. Hey, you probably hit this shit back when I did. Uh, uh, whatever, man. I mean, you're the arrow. Like you tell me. I was the arrow. He's buried, dead. No, I love Friday Thirteen, man. I mean, of course, you know it's from 1980. It's dated. I like, you know, the structure that they took. You know, they took a date, Friday Thirteen. It's actually smart business what they did. I'm sure you're aware of this, but you know, Sean Cunningham came up with the title Friday Thirteen. That's it. Didn't have a premise. Didn't have a story. Didn't have nothing. But Friday Thirteen, which incidentally. That is the unluckiest day ever based on when the Knights Templars were arrested in a long, long time ago. They were arrested on Friday 13th and then eventually, you know, burned at the stake, forced to confess to heresy because the King of France owed them money. So he concocted this whole thing that, you know, they were devil worshipers. They were uh, doing shit that was out of line behind closed doors. And the Knights Templar, in case you didn't know, they were like the Pope's army. And back then the Pope, was bigger in the government. The king owed money. They want to pay up. And uh, they went and got arrested and eventually killed. But they got arrested on Friday 13. That's where the whole mythology of Friday 13 being an unlucky day comes from. So Sean Cunningham took Friday 13. He had nothing, but he had a, a, a gut about the title. So he bought like a full page in Variety. Mm. Friday 13, the scariest movie ever made or some shit like that. With it coming through glass, Friday 13. And then he got the buzz through that. And they pretty much... Yeah, you have something to say. Go ahead, say no, it. No, no, I was saying like hey, I, I, I miss that type of movie industry. Like that's so cool. I always have stories. I mean, Charles Band used to do the same thing with Full Moon, where like he would pay a, a guy to do a really good poster, and they would sell the movie in the poster before that fucking movie was written. So like yeah. I did read about the the fact that he took a page ad and he made a cool graphic. At a time, that's all you needed. Just like the balls to do it. And yeah. like there was money out there to take. Man, I don't know. Yeah. So continue. So what I liked is you know it, it actually kind of kept to the template of the original Halloween because Halloween had broke the bank. It was a low budget film. And I know for a fact, I'm sure most of you guys know as well, that that was somewhat the quote unquote inspiration for, for Cunningham uh, to say, fuck, they did it. So let me do it. So let's pick Halloween was 
a special day, a holiday, I guess, but it's not really a holiday because we don't have off, but it's a special day, Friday 13th is a special day. Something that happened in the past in, in Halloween, it's a little kid killed his sister and Friday 13th, um, the little boy drowned. So it was brilliant, like stru structure-wise, when you keep things simple, usually you hit it. And Friday 13th is very simple. It's a simple movie. You know, you have the backstory, kids show up, character development, relationships, whatnot, the setup. And then they start getting killed one by one. And then in the last act, there's a reveal. Then at the end, there's a, you know, shock ending, um, which was ripped off from Carrie, incidentally. Uh, that that was like clean. Oh, the, the Jason know, thing, right? Yeah, Jason yeah. comes out, the lake attacks um, Adrian King's character. Yeah, it wasn't in the script, right? No, uh, it wasn't. Yeah. So they wanted uh, an ending like Carrie. So, you know, they came up with that. And uh, and that's it. Roll credits. You have great gore by Tom Savini. Like, that's one thing that was a, a big difference between Halloween and the original Friday 13 is Halloween was goreless. Savini had just come off from Dawn the Dead. He brought that to the game. So for me, that really elevates the film, the, the gore moments, you know, the, the, the arrow through Kevin Bacon's neck, the axe in the face, uh, the slit throat, you know, all really, really well done. And of course, there's the score. I don't know if you've noticed this, but the score only kicks in when the killer's there. The rest was, of the movie, there's no score. It was uh, supposed to be like a take on Jaws, if I'm correct, right? Like the the, the presence of the killer was, you know, because we don't see it. So like, instead of the dun, 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 you'd have the yeah. Friday the 13th. Yeah. Was it Mandafrini? Is it? I'm sorry. Yes. And Manfredini. Mandafri <laughs> Again, it actually reinforces what I just said. Simplicity. You know, so killer mommy, killer. That was, you know, Betsy Palmer's character, Mrs. Warty. She says that and he got inspired by that. So he took key, kill, mommy, ma. And he whispered in the microphone and then <laughs> and boom, that's it. Done. Quickest composition ever fucking made. Yeah. So, but it works. It works like gold, Jerry. Gold. That's gold, Jerry. Gold. So yeah, I rewatched it before we uh, did this show. And again, it's dated. Uh, there's some pacing issues. Um, I, I could have done without the what's his face, uh, Crazy Ralph there, the the Ralph guy, you know, on his bicycle. Really? Movie. Yeah, yeah. He he belongs in a in a pirate movie, in my opinion, uh, or Scooby Doo episode. You know, you're all doomed, doomed. You know. They actually created that character because at first they wanted to build a whodunit. So their their intention was that maybe the audience is going to think that Crazy Ralph is the culprit. You know, he, oh, he might be the killer. But that so didn't fucking work, in my opinion. Like, not once throughout this movie, even the first time I saw it, I'm thinking, oh, is it Kevin Bacon? Is it Crazy Ralph? No, nah. I'm like, I don't know who it is. Betsy Palmer had suggested that there's a scene in a like kind of like a diner in the in the beginning of the movie she had suggested that hey put me in the diner and i say bye bye so she's in the diner bye bye or something just to establish her you know as as a potential uh, suspect but uh, cunningham didn't go for it clearly they don't show the, the the killer it's always the perspective of the killer with uh, the victim but you're right though the way it's styled i didn't really feel like i was supposed to be guessing you know yeah so it's funny, actually, that you mentioned that because I was watching it with my uh, my mujer and she, oh, my mujer. Uh, she'd never seen it. And okay. she was like, oh, is that guy the killer for the crazy Ralph? I was like, mm. it actually worked on her. Who knew? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, are you are you fucking with? Me? It's like, you, you know, who the killer is right. And she she didn't. I don't ever not remembering Miss Voorhees being the killer. Like, that's just how ingrained that part of this is. So it was kind of interesting. I was like, oh. I was like, no, it's Jason's mom. And, and then 
but for her, yeah, I don't think she thought it was a whodunit. I thought she she was thinking like, oh, that's a crazy guy that they've been warned about. There's cops like he's a killer. And I was like, no, it's not that fun. That, um, that, that bicycle made sure he was not the killer. It was hilarious because he like didn't walk away. He like rode away. And I was like, ah, <laughs> I, I actually wanted more of him. I'm I well, I guess I'll, I'll jump in and say I don't like this movie. I never have. Uh, I watched it. No, yeah, I, are you out of your fucking mind? I find it um, incredibly boring. Uh, it it started a lot. I mean, I, I would say it's influential. Clearly, like if it wasn't for this, I wouldn't get Jason. But I I always just start with number two. I mean, I I probably haven't watched this in fifteen years. So I watched uh, the director's cut in my box set for um, Scream Factory, and I mean, I was like, oh, come on. I mean, every kill is like a knife slit. There's like three deaths that are off camera. I'm like, oh man, dude. Again, I, I, I get it. I do. I think this is one of those where like, if I was there at the time in 1980 with my girlfriend in the theater, I might have some sort of nostalgic tie to this, but I don't. So I'm watching a cold turkey and like, I'm like, the kills are boring. The pace is boring. Uh, I don't care about anybody. I liked Ralph a lot. I actually was like, oh, I thought he was in it more. I thought crazy Ralph like kept coming back. <sighs> is there? I, I, wait, no, no. Is there hidden cameras here? Am I am I in like some kind of sketch show? Like you know, then some clown's gonna come out of my fridge and say, "Yeah, we got you." You're that, that this is a top tier for a third movie. I mean, I'm <laughs> sorry, it, it doesn't have the the charm and goofiness of the later or sequels. It doesn't have the sort of like ferocity of of the second, third, and fourth. This is just sort of. Well, how about this? Let me. We could. We could hey, break how about bread. how about this? We can break bread. We can Go break. And I'll, I'll, I'll be pragmatic here. Savini was great. I think the, the effects were fine. The, the kills were boring, but it was a little bunch of film. I think, you know, this is one of those things. It's like the first car. Now, I'm glad it was invented. Now I got a, you know, Chevy Malibu, but I don't, I don't care. I don't care. And this is a good example of like, hey, man, it did a lot of stuff. And I'm glad of what's come from this. But like, I don't find this fun at all. Can we not argue that if we want to do a fun camp murder film, I think it's called The Burning and Sleepaway Camp, two far more superior films with this exact subplot. Now, when Jason comes in, that's a different story. Bag of Jason, bald Jason, hockey mask Jason, and all those entries, then then I'm willing to meet you in the middle, but until uh, then. Well, look, first and foremost, you're allowed to have your opinion. Yeah, I mean, I'm not shying away. Wait, I noticed, yeah, yeah I noticed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know, we're all entitled to opinions. We all see things from our own perspective. I'm somewhat surprised uh, hence, aka, taken aback that you're 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 not seeing the the nuances. Yes, I said nuances when it comes to Friday Thirteenth. First of all, have you ever noticed that it's a bit like a, a reversal on Psycho? Like Psycho, the grandfather of fucking slasher movies. Classic, you know, is a guy who dresses up like his dead mom and and you know does the business. And, and this, it's the mom who's channeling her dead son or is you know, quote unquote, maybe she's schizophrenic or something, you know, she kills because of her son, you know, and sometimes adopts his personality, you know, kill her mommy, kill her mommy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's lame. <laughs> you, there's, there's a reason why like Anthony Perkins is an actor and, you know, no offense. Oh, whoa, whoa. But... Betsy Palmer, Betsy Palmer's amazing, man. What are you talking about? I mean, she's fine, but she's no Anthony she's Perkins. If we're, if we're putting that in the, and we're putting Anthony Perkins in the pool here, no, there's not a, <laughs> Not balancing him up, man. I mean, she was well, fine. I thought I thought that part was lame. If this was a more schlocky movie, I could get down, but it it has that sort of like late 70s vibe where like things are just so fucking slow. I I, I listen, I understand this is not a popular opinion. Yeah, pour yourself a drink. Uh stomach stab with a hunting knife, neck stab with a hunting knife, throat slash with a hunting knife. Okay, well, I'm already fucking bored. 
Like that's oh, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. And uh, you love Halloween. I mean, I like the first one because it's a good suspenseful movie. But you're right; so that's okay. not gory. A movie purely based on well-directing suspense. You know, if I'm looking for kills, you know, let's look at number two: head stabbed with an ice pick, string with barbed wire, uh, head stabbed with a hammer, face struck with a machete. Like we're already getting variety of kills in part two. Like number one to me was it was just a little little bland. And again, it's the first movie, dude. How about you give it, cut it some fucking slack? Because they're I, just getting warmed I, up, man. I, I'm I'm trying to be as fair as possible. Like I I I've said it I've said it again. I'll say it one more time. I appreciate that this started something that I love. It has moments. It has moments. Crazy Ralph. Uh, I think Bacon does fine. Uh, Alice. I liked Alice. There's uh, Enos, yeah. which is the, the the creepy truck driver that grabs a girl's ass. It's like okay, well that's that's weird. Yeah. And she was gotta relax. Anything. You know, I mean. <laughs> Yeah. She doesn't even mention it. She's just like, ah, like I'll be 80s. Uh, in, yeah, the, I'll, in those <laughs> days, it was all right. You know, so. <laughs> all, all the men had like short shirts, so the girls just didn't look at them like, hey, yeah, it, it's a good movie. In terms I, love of, like, I, lo- I love the fashion sense of the picture. Well, it's coming, it's the stuff now, you know? Well, yeah, pretty much every girl does not own a bra. So it's always like tight tops and no bra, you know, with the, you know, the high beams going. I don't know why you would wear a bra. That doesn't even make sense. The, the, the beginnings. Are always too jagged for me. It's like the pilot episode of a show you like. You go back and watch it after like season four, you're like, oh, like it's not there yet, you know? So it's like, yes, it did its job and I'm happy to exist, but like, I'm not going to revisit it. Funny little fucking anecdote. When the first one killed it, because it, as I'm sure you can imagine, it was, did you just smell that glass? I haven't tried my own meat. Yeah, I'm smelling the fucking meat. All right, smell it. Go ahead. Yeah, sip it. Sip <laughs> I, can, it. I gotta, I'm sorry. I'm making my own alcohol. Can I not? Like, oh, look at this fucking I'm guy. learning. Hello, hello. You're British, but you're not. All right. I, I continue. I apologize. No, no, I'm sorry, I just... enjoying my liquor. <laughs> yeah, the first movie was a hit. Yeah. So they're like, okay, sequel, because you know the, the first movie was not conceived to have sequels. So one of the producers, and I wrote his name, but of course my handwriting is the equivalent of kindergarten child writing. And his up. name, uh, the producer was called Phil Goodori, potentially. Oh, and Phil Scuduri, and I probably have his name wrong, guys. So just go with that. Nobody gets hurt. Please alone. Uh, Phil Scuduri said, you know what? Let's part two. Let's have Jason. And Sean Cunningham was like, what the fuck? That's the stupidest fucking shit ever. Jason's dead, dude. Well, we're not going to bring back Jason. Scuduri put his fucking foot down. Like, oh, we're bringing back Jason for part two, and that's it. And of course, they did. And of course, you know the rest. Ching, ching. And Cunningham, you know, to this day has admitted I was wrong. That's just how it is, you know? You know, who is not admitted he's wrong is Victor Miller. I've seen some quotes saying that, like, he thinks that the first movie is an auteur experience and that Jason was always the victim, never the killer. Uh, what? No, what? What? yeah, Victor, yeah, well, because you know, in the first movie, he's the victim, he's the reason Pam Voorhees is, is doing all this because of Jason, so he should stay that instant victim. The memory of me ever watching his movies not been pro Jason. I love um, Tommy Jarvis, I, I, you know, but Jason, I love Tina, Jason, you know, Pete, you can name anybody, the dude, Jason. So then I guess um, I, I part two, part two actually. What's which, your name? Is good, yes. Which is um, Amy Steele, uh, which is a an entry that I've gone back and forth in terms of my opinion about it. Uh, directed by Steve Miner, obviously. I haven't watched it in a while, so I don't even know how I feel about it right now. Last time I checked it out, I loved it. The time before, I didn't care for it, so I change my mind all the time. But part two, Jason scared the shit on me, He's, and I was really? not rooting for him at all. Yeah, yeah. We we takes off the. The pillowcase and he shows his yeah, it's all like redneck yeah his um god i don't even know what word i'm allowed to use so when adult jason took off the thing and he showed his deformed face 
you know, <laughs> wow, thanks a lot. I was scared shitless. I was not rooting for him, man. He scared the shit out of me. So it's fair. I was, but I get it. I get it. But post part two, I agree with you. I've always rooted for Jason because yeah. why not? Yeah. I think that makes that's why this sits different than other series. That's why, like, I, I'm willing to take dumb entries because it's I'm rooting for the bad guy, you know, which I always think of payback, which is like, well, he was not even the bad guy in that, but it doesn't matter. I, I'm off topic. Well, it was a bad guy, but he had yeah, but he was, he was just saying, I'm so charming. Yeah, no, I mean, he just wanted his, he wanted He's his, Mel like, Gibson. Se- he He's wanted $70,000. You know, I know. like, he didn't want more, he just wanted <laughs> that amount. Yeah, remember. And tell him it's 70, will you? Tell my suits are worth more than that. All right. Well, you know, look, I personally, you know, <sighs> yes, it's dated. Yes, there's pacing issues. It brought in Tom Savini Gore. It brought in deformed Jason, which was a Tom Savini idea, because just in case you guys didn't know, initially, Jason, flashback Jason, was just supposed to be mentally challenged. It brought in mentally challenged Jason, who was deformed due to Savini's input. It copied, admittedly, from Halloween, the discover the body scene, you know, when, you know, the final girl goes around and ta-da, ta-da, they're falling from the fucking sky. It had a lot of sexy moments, you know, panties, tops with, with no bras, a sex scene. It had a great, you know, final scare, you know, with, with him coming out of the boat, Carrie style. It originated the Kiki Ki Mama score and it planted the seed for the franchise that that was to come so and it had kevin bacon showing his bacon i must say for 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 the ladies and the gay dudes it was a great uh, listening shake, yeah. to this show no no there's a certain scene because somebody sent it to me like uh, as a joke so uh, like a couple of weeks back before we even decided to to do friday 13 i mean hey arrow have you ever seen this in friday 13 and it's a screen grab and i'll send it to you so you can put it in the show it's a screen grab from friday 13 we're at the dock or something, and Bacon's got a boner in his. I, I didn't notice. I just watched. It. I, 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 I never. It. I ne- I didn't even. Oh. I was looking for it when I was watching the movie because that's what I do. And uh, uh, you know, relax. <laughs> a man's got to cut the edge somewhere, yeah. Man's got to relax. But I was like, yeah, Bacon's Bacon's in full display. That's for damn sure. Um, I don't know why I got here, but here I am. <laughs> So I don't know. Well, what we're like. trying to be we're trying to be uh, as fair as possible and say that everybody gets a little. So b- basically, I'm saying you're an asshole. You're way yeah. too hard on it. You're yeah. not. You're not taking into account everything the film has brought to not only the Friday Thirteen franchise, but to the horror genre as a whole. And I think you should be a little kinder. Well, what one is thing it? I one thing I noticed I never noticed before in the last act when Mrs. Voorhees, you know, is is now on, on the attack. Alice is inside and she blocks the door of the cabin with a bunch of shit but the door opens from the outside. So she's blocking the thing and I'm like, I'm watching the scene. I'm like, That's good doesn't, doesn't the door open from the outside? And I'm like, let me, maybe I'm tripping balls. You know, let me wait and see. And then the scene unravels and eventually the door gets open and opens from the outside. So I'm like, I mean, she was in the cat, that one cabin with all the guns in the wall. No, it's low budget, uh, low yeah. budget filmmaking. Fuck. But you're not supposed to notice that because you're, you're in the moments, you know? No, I noticed. I was in the moment, but I noticed it. But for well, the first time, and I've seen the movie a million times, but it was the first no, time I saw it. You're a better yeah. person than I. So, all right. Well, look, we'll agree to disagree. But with that said, what the fuck do I know? You're entitled to your opinion, so go fuck yourself. We're done. <laughs> I can't fucking look at your fucking face. Anyway, I think it's a fucking jewel, all right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. People do. Most people do. I'm not. It, it, you're, it, you're, you're on the right side of history, buddy. I'm not. I know where I, know where I stand. It planted a seed, established a lot of things that, you know, we got to enjoy as it evolved and grew 
in further sequels. And I think the film should be respected and, and applauded. And not only that, although it was easier back in the 80s, you know, to make an independent film that would pop, you know, we had your Blair Witch Projects or, or whatever the fuck, but today it's not that easy to get indie to pop. But, you know, it's, 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 it's a miracle what they did. A bit like Halloween, the same thing. It's another little horror miracle. You know, you made a very little movie, no names, although they had, uh, I got my notes, Harry Crosby, who's Bing Crosby's son in Friday 13, by the way, FYI. What did he, uh, hold on. Who gives a fuck? He played somebody. He played oh, one Bill. Of yeah. Bill. But mm-hmm. he didn't want to be associated to his dad. He wanted to make it on his own. So, uh, Harry. Harry Crosby is Bill. Harry Crosby, yeah. So, you know, this little movie that costs, I think it was half a mil, if I remember uh, correctly. That's a success story, man. And, uh, you know, it deserves its dues, deserve a pat on the ass, hand job, the whole shebang, you know? I'm happy it made money because it gave me my favorite killer. So I'll say that, uh, you know, I like some weird sequels that people hate and stuff like that. Clearly, this is not in comparison to that. But I'm just saying that when it comes to movies that people don't like, I never want it out of circulation don't want this away i I always want this stuff around so like you know it ain't my bag but hey people like it so not gonna fight anybody in public for it it's it's just it's just boring but hey it gave me uh it gave me the roots the same thing that is really important to my like horror existence so i'll give it credit man well you know what i'm gonna put this out there i know some of our uh, viewers you see we we plan the show like fans so for example you know Lance and I got into a Nightmare on Elm Street kick. So, you know, we did, what was it? Freddy's Dead, Wes Craven's New Nightmare, and we did um, the remake. remake. Okay. So now this is our first in a while because we've addressed Friday 13 before, but it's our first Friday 13. And now as a fan, I'm into it. Yeah, I could do the next show. On, we could do the next show on Critters, or we could do the next show on uh, fucking, I don't know, My Bloody Valentine or whatever the fuck. But you know what I'm feeling? You know what my vibe is telling me? And I saw it in one of the comments somebody suggested it to us on the uh, Nightmare on M Street remake uh, video. Do the Friday 13 remake. The killer cut. The unrated version. Yeah, I, I'm sure I own both, I'm sure. Hey, fuck you, man. Officially, that's the next episode, no? Yeah. All right, cool. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I All mean, right, well, you, you know, now late we like to ask people what, what they want, but I don't know. I'm just feeling it in my balls, so I think we should do it. So let's do it. Well, I'm always about talking, Jason. So, okay, cool, man. Well, then, I guess, John, this is goodbye. No, let's see you later, bro. I will. You never know, man. Life is short. All goodbye, right. John. <laughs> and goodbye, until next time. Until, next, until time. next time, buddy. Until and cheers next time. to you guys. Have a great yeah. night or day or evening. Thank you.